0: This is Alive with Joseph. The year 2020 has been one unique year, you know, one challenging year if I could put it. Uh, Due to the outbreak of COVID-19, you know, due to the outbreak of coronavirus, it has seen individuals, nationalities, organizations, and businesses go through unexpected tough and hard times. I remember hearing somebody saying, man, I remember myself, the way I shouted on the 31st of December 2019. If I knew that 2020 was going to be like this, I wouldn't have shouted like that. But I guess, you know, at the end of the day, nobody saw it coming. But at the end of the day, we can also say, you know, that yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. But in all these things, God has been faithful. God has been faithful. If you agree with me that God has been faithful, just go ahead and type in the comment section that God has been faithful. You can go ahead and comment, uh, comment there and say, Lord, I thank you for everything that you have done. Just Let's just be grateful as a church and as a people. Whatever comes into your mind that you are grateful to God for, just type it in the comment section because truly... If it was not for the Lord who was on our side, our enemies would have sorrowed us alive. Pastor Joseph usually likes to say that it could have been worse, but God has preserved yours and mine. Hallelujah. So I'm here to encourage you today to say, you know what? Regardless of what you might still be going on today, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. The Bible says, weeping and for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I've got good news to announce to you that, guess what? It's morning time. Yes, it's morning time. It's about to get better and better and better. The Bible says, say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And here's an interesting thing about tough times. that Every time, you know, tough times hits, It's as if it creates a doorway for discouragement, hopelessness, stress and distress, and negative emotions and practices to simply creep in. Making us neglect the things that matters most. That during tough times families and churches and societies and nations and various relationships seems to negate things that matters because tough times and troubles attract all our attention. So we seem to negate the values, the practices and the beliefs that keeps us going. You know, it usually is the case that even if it's in a family that when tough times are going through, uh, uh, the fathers might not always be there for their children because they're going through tough times. The next thing you find a kid asking, why is it that dad is is no longer around? Why is it that dad doesn't talk to me again before I sleep? And the mother will say, you know what, dad is going through tough times, you know, uh, nobody has signed that contract yet tough times seems to cause us you know great things that matter but that shouldn't be the case and like I said tough times seems to open a doorway for other things which shouldn't be that's why you find uh, uh, people who have gone through, you know, great losses. I'm talking about those that have lost loved ones. They seem to attract other behaviors that makes us wonder, what's happening to her? Why is she now, in, you know, abusing drugs and alcohol? And everybody say, ah, you know what, she just lost her mother. So it's as if tough times, I'll say it again, they seem to open a doorway of that which we know shouldn't be and i'm here to encourage you, say do not allow tough times affect your heart like that do not give up do not give in keep believing god keep doing good keep loving your family keep praising God you know keep seeing good in others you know your family needs you as a father your family needs you as a mother if you're a pastor watching I say your pastor your sheep needs you as a pastor to be able to encourage the people that even in these tough times you can keep on keeping on and never give up looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith I'm here to say keep believing God keep believing God keep sowing keep giving hallelujah that is why the title of my message today it's sowing in famine david said something interesting he says though i walk through the valley of shadows of death i will fear no evil because i know that you are with me so here is david he finds himself in a place called the valley of shadow of death which is dangerous which you know uh, the natural response to it should be fear he says i will not fear because I know something what is it is that you are with me. Remember we live by faith. We walk by faith, not by fear, not by sight. I will continue to say actually even our giving and our sobbing is by faith, not by fear, not by sight, not by where we find ourselves in. The Bible says that he, you know, that goes forth carrying precious seeds with them, you know, weeping and crying, you say they will return, you know. With songs of rejoicing, carrying with them their shields. Hallelujah. So, no matter where we find ourselves, we have to keep sowing. We have to keep giving. Because the Bible says that, you know, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest time will never cease. Especially in times of economic famine that we find ourselves in, it's easy. It's so much easier to stop giving, to stop sowing to stop tithing because you know it's like all i have it's for me and my family so i would rather wait until the storm is over then i can resume this but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be let us read the word now from the book of genesis chapter 26 from verse 12 up to verse 17 the bible says then isaac sought in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed it. If you read this scripture uh, 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 before here, you will find that it was actually in the time of famine, but Isaac chose to sow. And then verse 13 says, And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks, possessions of herds, great store of servants, and Philistines envied him for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. The Philistines had stopped them and filled up with earth. Verse 16 says, And Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Then verse 17 says. And Isaac departed hence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. Hallelujah. So, the scripture we have just read there, it shows us of a man called Isaac who sowed in the time of famine. So, why shouldn't we give up sowing in famine? Number one. It's because sowing is the principle which guarantees your turnaround and my turnaround. All I'm saying is that the solution out of your famine is actually in the seeds that you sow. Remember the story of a Shunammite woman? The Bible says she was also living in the famine, right? And when Elijah came, he said, uh, 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 Make for me first so that I can eat, and then I'll bless you. And she went ahead and through her obedience, the Bible says that the oil and the flour in her household never ceased. So I'm here to say, uh, as a believer, it might sound your solution out of your lack It's actually in your seed. Especially when it looks like it's not enough to take you through a season, it might just be a seed. So number one reason why we shouldn't give up sowing is because God uses sowing to bring a turnaround in our lives. Number two, it is that through sowing, you and I are able to make a way for others. We are able to make a way for the generations to come. We are able to make a way you know, for people we cannot see and touch. The Bible, talking about the church of Macedonia, uh, Paul spoke about them. The Bible says that in their deep poverty, so they were going through economic drought and famine, like I said, they, 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 they exceeded in their generosity towards the work of God in their time. They kept sowing into Paul's life. They say Paul says once again and again you sowed to my necessity. So they didn't saw to Paul's hobbies. No, 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 no. They poured to the necessity of the things that Paul needed. I'm talking about the books, uh, uh, um, uh, the clothes, the things that sustained Paul to be able to, to enable him to write the books which you and I were able to read thousands of years later on. The sowing of the church of the Macedonia hmm, made a way for generations to come, including you and I today. So what am I saying? Whenever you sow into a live church, whenever you sow into a life foundation, you and I were able to make a way for others by giving them hope, by giving them courage to keep going on. That you and I, we are able to sow into the coming generation. That a generation after you and I are gone, we'll be able to thank God for us that in tough time, we never give up. Rather, we kept rising higher and higher and higher and higher. You see, in a time like this, uh, where times and seasons have changed, we cannot do church the same. Now the church has to be online. And to do that, there's, there's a lot of... You know gadgets and systems that are required for us to be able to do that effectively without any you know disturbances or that and it's gonna take uh quite a good number of resources. So when you, are, you and I were able to sow into the church, the church is able to then get the right kind of cameras, systems, and gadgets so that we can be able to preach this gospel into all the world effectively without any disturbances whatsoever. Hallelujah. So the same way you and I, we are beneficiaries of the church of the Mesodonia and many other churches that sowed in the time of Paul. I believe it is in this season that you and I should be able to sow for the coming generations to be able also to benefit from the seeds that we'll be able to put on the ground. Hallelujah. And number three, which is the last one, is that famine, just like in the time of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, is usually the time that God uses for a supernatural worth transfer. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, you know, the worth of the wicked is powered up for the just. Why? Because the just leaves inheritance for his children and for his children's children. The Bible continues to say that let us not get weary in doing good. Why? Because in due season, we shall reap. You may agree with me that really to Participate and watch a service online takes a great deal of discipline. You really have to be disciplined to get the best out of any online service that you watch. And it's easy when you watch the service online, really to become a spectator. But I came here to tell you that no, do not be a spectator. Even when you're watching from home, participate in everything. Participate in sowing, participate in giving, participate in praise, participate in the word. Hallelujah bless the name of jesus let us find a way even to involve the whole family when it comes to sowing and giving and praising and washing like i said the other time that if it means that you have to give your kids cash and make sure that when it's time for for offerings and giving you literally collect it from them and later on bring it to the church or the church account so be it All we are trying to do is to make sure that even in these tough times, tough times does not affect our giving to God. One of the reasons why I believe in the power of sowing, I believe in in, in the power of seed, is because God himself designed seed time and harvest time. God himself has ordained sowing and reaping. That's why he says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time will never reap. Will never cease, rather. And if you ask me who is the greatest giver of all time, I will tell you that God himself is the greatest giver of all time. He gave Jesus his one and only begotten son so that he can reap many sons to glory. All I'm saying is that Jesus was a seed which God had to give for the salvation of humanity. And I can tell you one thing, that it was not easy for God to do it, but it was worth it. It was not easy for God to do it, but it was worth it. You know, think with me and look at it this way, that from the time Jesus was born, eh? Jesus was born with one mandate, and that is to die, so that he can save you and I. He grew up in wisdom, he grew up in favor with man and God, but that was not the reason he was born. He was born as a seed for your salvation and mine, and he was gonna accomplish that by dying. The Bible says that he went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of demons, for God was with him. Still, that was not the whole reason Jesus came. He came as a seed so that through his death, you and I could be saved. Hallelujah. That is why when you follow the story of Jesus, you will find that when he was in the garden, the Bible says that Jesus started praying there for he was uh, deeply sorrowful. So he started praying and said, Father, if it's not... Uh, 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 if." It, He said, Father, take away this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And if you follow the scriptures and the story very well, you will find that God said nothing. Nothing was said. God did not respond to that prayer. Because at that time, God has made up his mind that Jesus, I've sent you to the earth to die. And there's no change about it. And that's another, you know, that's another mystery of seed. That every time uh, uh, you decide to give to God something big, every time you decide to sow something to God, make up your mind because many things and many doubts will arise that can make you want to change your mind. Do not listen to the cries of your seed when it is time for you to give give it anyway because most of the times seeds are precious seeds have got value seeds are blameless and that can tempt you not to put it in the soil but what am I saying put it in the soil still because unless you know the grain of wheat falls down in the soil and dies it abides the same principle if you look into the life of Abraham God has blessed Abraham with a son. And that is Isaac. A miracle which Abraham has been waiting for a long time. And came a time for a testing. And God says to Abraham. Take your seed. Your only son Isaac. And give him to me. What did Abraham do? He made up his mind once again. Took Isaac without even telling his mother about it to a place where God was going to show him so that he can sacrifice Isaac. Here's an interesting thing that happened to it. When they were actually beneath the mountain, the Bible says that Abraham said to his servants, stay here, me and the lad will go up yonder to worship. In other words, Abraham was saying that servants, stay here. Remember, Isaac is no longer just a son. At this point, Isaac is a seed. So Abraham was saying, stay here. Me and the seed will go up yonder to worship. I believe that is the principle. That whenever it is time for you to sow that seed which you believe God has put over your heart to give to God, do not consider any other thing. Rather, consider the report of the Lord. You should be able to say to yourself, okay, bills. I know that you exist But stay here. Me and the seed will proceed to go and worship God. Uh, uh, Challenges and needs, you know. stay Fees, stay here. Me and the seed will go and worship God. Because that's the only, you know, way that you can be able to go to the next level that God has ordained for you. That is the only way. It was until Abraham decided to give up Isaac that then he became the father of faith his promotion to becoming the father of faith was in him giving the seed i'm here to tell you that your next level really is in that seed which you need to give to god like i say the bible says seed time and harvest time will never cease when was the last time you gave a precious seed to god if you cannot remember any, then I will say, get back to it. Get back into the habit of sowing seed. Because that is the principle God has established. That as long as you and I live, seed time and harvest time will never cease. I believe the problem is most of us trust God and are always looking forward to harvest. But we never sow. Hallelujah. And, uh, can can I mention here that that I remember the other time Pastor Joseph mentioning that if Abraham had decided to go to the mountain with the servants definitely they would have stopped him from sacrificing Isaac so what is the old man trying to do stop him get get the knife out of his hand but he decided to leave them behind and only him and the seed went to worship God so next time you know that God has instructed you to give a seat to God. Hmm. I'm going to say that you you do not have to consult your friends about it. You do not have to consult your relatives about it because they might not have gotten the same revelation that you got when God instructed you to do what you need to do. I believe you've uh, gotten something out of what I've shared today. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngocacha. Till next time, God bless.